Ready? Yes. Oh! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let me beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. All right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian. <laughs> you literally, it's our first show back in the new year, and you have beer in the studio. I you sure as hell do. A fine in Chicago beer. <laughs> it's from Which, Goose uh, Island. Goose Island, nice. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually gonna. I wanted to start with an apology to our listeners. Uh, we we've been. A little bit of an extended hiatus there, which is why we're skipping the quarter hour right now and going for another uh, regular final hour episode. But uh, we have not been in California. You've been on the road. I actually just got back recently from Chicago. I went home to visit the folks over New Year's. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little pissed off, and I blame you. But uh, I go to Chicago. By the way, I did eat at uh, Ditka's restaurant, which is nice. uh, amazing. Yeah, nice. so good. And uh, I come back, you know, fly back to uh, to sunny California after my uh, after my visit there to uh, the the frozen tundra that is uh, Chicago, Illinois. Yes. And we have a f- we have we have we have we have cold weather in L.A. And not only cold weather, we had a fucking frost warning, Brian. A yeah. frost warning. You know whose fault it was? It was yours. You summoned what? the you summoned the Ditka by eating at his <laughs> place of the meats. Where they put his his mustache clippings into the steaks, and you ate them, and you <laughs> brought the soul of Chicago back here, and that's why I'm drinking a Chicago beer. It's why the Lakers suck ass, and but aren't sucking ass enough to get a good draft pick, and it's oh. cold, or it was finally yeah. sunny California defeated your Ditka spirits that you brought back. How wow. dare you? How dare <laughs> you? How dare Frost- you, sir? Frost warning. Almost everyone right? died. <laughs> Doom. Whatever will we do with the frost? The frost. There were people who had to scrape their windshield slightly. Do you what? know what that did? The, the few of them that knew what a windshield scraper was <laughs> and had one, mostly kids that had moved here from the Midwest within the last year. I'm not going to lie. I threw my windshield scraper away after the first year I lived here. I was like, why do I even See, have this? And that's what's funny. I almost did. I don't know if you remember uh, back in the day when I was driving the tank, uh, my old Taurus, when that thing finally died on me and I had to uh, clean it out, you know, I junked it. And before I did, you know, I had to go through and dig through all the garbage and debris I had in that car and decide what I needed to keep. And the, the windshield scraper was in my trunk and it mm. almost got thrown out and something in me went, maybe i'll need this i was very happy when we had our frost warning because people were looking at me like i had a fucking harry potter magic wand they were like what is that thing and i'm like yeah no big deal frost go away (laughs) he's a wizard you're a a wizard wizard, harry pretty much (laughs) pretty much all the muggles were really impressed with you i didn't have one (laughs) but i also didn't get any frost on my car because i parked it under the the, the thing so it didn't really bother me so Well, crisis averted. Uh, yep. We, For and me and, and the right drought. Now. The drought. We're good on the drought now, right? Because we had some rain there. Was that enough? Because we had, like, flooding and shit. 
We did. We had uh, we had a little bit of rain. Uh, it's getting better, but uh, still not there. No, we need oh. more rain. More rain, please. Not enough. If we get more rain, I hope it continues to coincide with days that I'm either out of town or don't have to go anywhere because people out here do not know how to drive when it rains. They don't know how to drive when it frosts, let alone when it rains. <laughs> so, yeah, no, um, it is it is pretty crazy. Uh, so I'm sure we're in for a dark, rainy winter in California. Yay, January. Yay. Oh, man, this is our first one of the new year, isn't it? It our is. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Has, how's the yeah. year been so far? We're just a few day, a few weeks in here. Uh, you know what? It's been uh, it's been pretty good. I uh, I like I said, I went back to Illinois, visited the folks uh, for a little bit. That was kind of a, an impromptu trip, so that was nice. And then uh, yeah, just uh, you know, enjoying some football. Not quite enjoying it as much as I would if uh, Washington had beaten Green Bay, but uh, you know, there's always next week. There's always um, next. Oh, they're good. Who are they playing? They're playing like the. Uh, well, they have Packers to have either playing? Seattle or Carolina. No, Seattle's playing Carolina. Oh, well, shit. Who's the other NFC team that's in there? Is it the Chiefs? No, the Chiefs are AFC. Yeah, the Chiefs are AFC. Oh, man. Who shit. else is in the playoffs? Uh, all right. The um, Patriots. It's not the... Certainly not the Pittsburgh? Bears. No, Pittsburgh's AFC, too. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. not the Bears or the <laughs> Niners. Those are both um, definitely out. They're not there. <laughs> Oh, um, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. There you Packers go. Packers okay. are playing the Cardinals. That's in, right. In, in Phoenix. The Cardinals, I, you know, if you would have asked me a week ago, first of all, I would have said, don't worry, they'll be playing the Redskins. But um, I would have said the Cardinals can take the Packers, no problem. But, damn it, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they looked. the Packers looked really good against Washington, and it makes me sad. Here's the, here's the key. Washington, it's not hard to look good against Washington. Just like the sea, <laughs> the Seahawks beat the Vikings, and I'm like, I don't really feel like you should be that proud of beating oh, right? the Vikings. Like, like not, now, the, the game was way too close to begin was, they with. They won by they won by one point, and they only won because of a botched field goal. So they they won via Ace Ventura is how they won. <laughs> Laces, Laces out. Laces out. Uh, poor Blair Walsh. That guy right. will be despised in Minnesota. Until but someone else does something stupid next year, and then everybody will hate that guy more. But here's so. the thing on that, um, and I was—I'm glad you directly called him out by name because I wanted to talk about this first and foremost. You know, I don't have the same Seattle hatred that you do. Um, you know, uh, we both have a lot of friends uh, that are Seahawks uh, fans because we both went to school up in Oregon. But yep. uh, well, and you're you're from Oregon. I, I I you know I I now officially dabble there. Um, but uh, um, so I you have more of the Pete Carroll Seahawks hatred than I do for sure. Mm. But I agree with you. It was uh, I saw somebody sporting the Seahawks gear, at, like immediately following that game, and and literally my in my head I was just like I. It's not. That's not a proud victory. Like you do no. something next week to be proud of. It, I mean, they won't. They're going to lose to Carolina. But pretty um, sure they're going to be skunked by Carolina. But yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that that wasn't exactly a, a proud moment. That's like saying, "Hey, we made it to the Super Bowl." Yeah, but you passed and threw an interception at the end instead of just running it in. Yeah. Not super proud. Um, but back to Blair Walsh. The score was ten nine. That's correct. Yes. 
the Vikings had nine, hence they lost. Do you know how nine points get on the board? I'd imagine that Blair Walsh kicks three field goals. Yeah, so the only points they scored were from Blair Walsh. Blair so Walsh, yeah. It's like, yeah, the you know, the very last one didn't didn't uh, didn't work out and that of course sucks. But I'm sorry, your entire team sucks donkey balls if you your kicker can make 3 out of 4 and yeah. you're you know and 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 you lose because he misses one. No, you lost because you didn't do nobody else on the team did what they were supposed to do to get it to where it didn't come down to one kick or one more kick. You bring up an excellent point, and uh, my dad, a bit of wisdom from my dad here, which could totally be a section on our show someday. Wisdom from Brian's dad. Uh, Pull it out doesn't always work, son. There's so many tales uh, disturbingly close to what you just said that I have been gifted (laughs) with uh, advice over the years. Not quite that, but... There's a, uh, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a joke I'll tell someday on this podcast that people will can then write in and tell me how very strange I, th- that they understand why I am the way I am now, thanks to my dad. <laughs> um, but one of the solid pieces of advice he gave me is I, I used to, and you know what, this is going to tie into the Seahawks thing, because I used to be a Seahawks fan. I don't know if you knew that. I used I to not. be a fan. Yeah, when I was a six-year-old kid, just learning the joys of football and playing in the front yard, throwing the football around and with my friends, we'd pretend to be the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, I loved Steve Largent. I thought the great wide receiver for the Seahawks back in the day, mm-hmm. Brian Bosworth, one of the great quarterbacks. I probably know more about the Seahawks team history than people that are Seahawks fans now. Because oh, I guarantee there's I a lot of bandwagoners. Oh, yeah, I was a fan back when Largent was there. But they sucked. They sucked so bad that an 8-year-old <laughs> child gave up. They crushed the hopes of an eight-year-old. <laughs> think about that. That takes a lot of work. They're like, think about the movies you liked as a kid that suck ass, and you loved them, and you still love them. Th- that's how bad the Seahawks were. So I mm-hmm. had to switch because Joe Montana was awesome, and I couldn't deny his awesomeness any longer, and so I became a Joe Montana Jerry Rice fan, moved over to the Niners, haven't looked back. So anyway, that's why I hate the Seahawks, but... Back when the Seahawks were losing, my dad looked at me one day when the Seahawks had lost a very close game, which was rare. They're usually getting their ass blown out and handed to them. <laughs> and I was just like, I was so mad, I think, at like Largent for dropping. Or no, it's Bosworth who had thrown an interception. I was like, man, that guy sucks. He's the worst quarterback ever. And my dad like gave me this piece of advice that if it came down to one play, you didn't really have that game anyway. And so my long roundabout way here to Blair Walsh is it. You're right, and to back you up basically is you're right. Uh, nobody talks about the fact that Adrian Peterson rushed for 45 yards on 25 <laughs> carries and fumbled the ball when they had the uh. lead. Nobody talks about that. Adrian Peterson skates through with no blame. We all blame mm-hmm. Blair Walsh. Yeah. No, it's not Blair Walsh's fault at all. The Vikings were not in that game. They had so many chances to put that thing away, blow out Seattle, and they passed. They said, no, thank you. We would not like to win this this game. We're more (laughs) interested in playing some golf in Florida. See you later. So, yeah. Anyway, advice uh, from Brian's dad. That's it. I've always liked your dad. He seems like a smart guy. An interesting man for sure. (laughs) <laughs> I did not know that you were ever a Seahawks fan, so that's funny. And it also it it draws a uh, uh, I think a 
I don't know. Someday, when in in like history classes, um, you know, uh, American uh, high school students are are being assigned research papers on us because yeah. you know, oh yeah, it will happen. Um, I think that uh, that uh, you know anybody that listens to this show in the future, hey, I'm giving you a, a giant cl- uh, clue and a big help on your essay here. I think a stark difference between you and I is that you, as an eight-year-old child, had had enough, and you saw a better quarterback on a rival team and thought, "Yeah, I'm going to go there." Whereas I, um, being still a devout Bears fan, lived through the suck, continued to do so, and had at my disposal, had access to a certain man who wore number four and mm. happened to play for a rival team in our division, uh, Mr. Brett Favre, and where, where you took the path of enlightenment and probably some happier football seasons along the way. I some. <laughs> I did not. Not many, but some. And, I <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I think that's a, it's, a, it's a telling difference between the two of us. I don't know if, it, if it's more strength of character with me or more stupidity with me, but, you know, little column A, that'll, little column that'll B. Be the, that'll be the essay question on the SAT in 2055. <laughs> Was Seth smart or stupid for staying with the Bears fandom? <laughs> also, I think, I think also to help you out with your homework, Factor in the fact that at least when Seth was younger, the Bears had won a Super Bowl within a decade. Well, within a decade, yes. Uh, but I yeah. it literally, I was one. I was one when that happened. Right. You were, But, I mean, there was hope for you at eight. You were like, oh, well, they won in my lifetime. Certainly they could do this again. <laughs> Tragically yep. not knowing that you were wrong. But, <laughs> I mean, you at least had a reason to hope. Think about this. I was born in the early 80s. I continued to hope throughout most of the 80s, actually throughout all of the 80s, that the Seahawks would win a Super Bowl. They never did. And I cut my losses. I was like, you know what? These douchebags are never going to win one. I'm out. I'm not in for this. These Niners guys seem cool. You know, so I left to go to a happier place. But I I, see I had no hope. You had hope. You know, you continue to have hope. For no reason, there's <laughs> hope. There's still Cubs fans with hope. There's <laughs> no hope to be hey, had in the Northwest. you know what? Uh, I actually think that they're going to do, they actually might do well again next season, the Cubs. No, no, they're going to be great, I think. I think they're. Yeah. I think the Cubs, and of course now they'll be terrible because I believe in them. <laughs> I think there is something to your hope, uh, your hope theory, because I also, if you recall back in 2006, the Bears actually went to the Super Bowl. And, yeah. And, uh, and and so of course there's that there's that inkling you know like for years we had you know it's like yeah we had like Rex Grossman and he sucked ass and we had Kyle Orton and he couldn't do shit for us but during the shitty offense we had Brian Urlacher and uh, and we mm. had uh, Briggs you know we had a we had a stout defense that was like yeah no big deal and then we had fucking Devin Hester it was like yeah special teams magic so sure. it was you know. So there was there was that hope, and then we get to the Super Bowl, and I'm like, all right, we got to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, no less, as our quarterback. So clearly, True. you know, once we once we really get a good franchise quarterback, <coughs> Cutler, um, you know, there's nothing that can go wrong here. So I think that Speaking yeah, I think it's literally just been carrot and a stick type of a thing here. I mean, we got to talk about him a little bit. I mean, we're it, the season is over. I'm happy the with him. I'm actually I would not be uh, unhappy if they if they held on to him unless it's like a massive money situation where they could afford three really good players for the cost of him. 
Well, I mean, yeah, they could. A, they could if they got rid of him somehow afford three good players. But he did just he did just good enough this year to give you hope. Because <laughs> to be honest, Jay Cutler is the quintessential Bears quarterback. He sums up the Bears <laughs> perfectly. He sums up the shitty the the I almost said the shitty of Chicago. The city of Chicago. <laughs> Freudian slip. In that they and that he does just good enough so that you'll keep coming back. But he's not going to do good enough to make you love him. No. <laughs> but I will give him this. He was much better. I think the, the offensive coordinator, and they didn't fire anybody. So good job, Bears, for not reacting, overreacting. Uh, well, here's the thing. I'm going to interrupt you there. And I'm going to hope that it's less the offensive coordinator and more uh, John Fox and the quarterback coach because there's a good chance that we're going to lose the offensive coordinator as he is pursuing uh, a head coach position at any number of other teams that did fire people. That's so, true. So they didn't fire anybody, but he, they may lose him for a better position um, elsewhere. Um, you know who did get fired, among other people, that I, hmm. I actually thought this was a silly one because they, I think, what, it gave him two years tops? Uh, Lovey Smith. Tampa Bay fired oh. Lovey Smith after two years. No, that was a good move. You for think me, so? anyway, I think I think so. Lovey Smith's not a winner. Sorry. I hate to say it about a guy named Lovey. But his Lovey, name's Lovey. His name's Lovey, but he's just, I mean, he's not the X factor that helps people win, clearly. Uh, mm. Now, grant you, Tampa Bay is not a place where you go to flourish and win, uh, typically. <laughs> so no blame, no full blame to him there. I just don't think he's that great of a coach. I don't think he's bad. But I don't think he's, he's not going to make your team better. He's not going to make your team worse. So they might as well try somebody else. And it's been two years, yeah. and they were really bad this year. They, I mean, they had some good moments, but they were bad uh, overall. And they were bad his yeah. first year. So I figure I didn't understand. The one I didn't get was Chip Kelly. Firing Chip Kelly. I mean, he's very polarizing, but they just gave him control of, <clears throat> of, the, of the whole team. And he brought all his guys in. You know, he spent he basically like redid the entire Eagles roster. And so mm. now you're stuck with his roster, by the way. I don't know who <laughs> they think like who else other than the guy that made the roster and is the coach is going to know how to utilize that r roster better. I, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think that was a dumb move being like, here, take over the team. Ah, eh, you're fired. Like, wait a minute. huh? <laughs> That's like bringing in a guy to build a house for you who's going to live in it. And then he moves into the house, and you kick him out when the house falls down. Oh, the house fell down. Get out of here. You just yeah. No, you you have him stick around to try and help you fix the damn house. He knows what he did. You know, like oh, I see you you tarped the ceiling with Demarco Murray. Why you did that is anyone's guess, and was a dumb move. <laughs> but firing you seems like a very bad choice. So I don't know. We'll see. Back to Jay Cutler real quick, though. I agree with you. Uh, yes, he, he did, you know, just well enough to give you hope. I, I think there that last uh, week 17, uh, maybe 16 as well, he, he, he had a couple picks, although not as many Cutler picks. Like, he actually had, like, some deflected ball picks and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, he had, he had less bad decision interceptions. But the one thing that I really liked uh, the, that gave me more hope than anything else, I mean, the lack of interceptions helped. Uh, he definitely seemed more controlled in the pocket. He just seemed to be more patient, took more time to make better choices. But the thing that got me was I saw him throw a pick or two. 
I saw him take a sack or two, and he I didn't see him pout. Like, that was his thing. You you get to him one time, or he throws one pick, or a guy, you know, blows a route one time, and the ball goes nowhere, you know, where near near where it's supposed to go, and all of a sudden you've got, you know, the, the, the perfect fodder for the Jay Cutler Smokes uh, images on Google. If you haven't ever searched True. Jay Cutler Smokes, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, uh, True that. Um, but yeah, he didn't ever, he didn't, he didn't pout. Even when, even when he did have some bad moments, he didn't pout. He seemed to be engaged with his teammates and the coaching staff on the sidelines. Whereas in the past he'd sit there, you know, in his little solitude moments and throw a fit. And so I think on the whole, I was like, Oh, he might actually be becoming more of a team player and uh, less of a crybaby. You don't think so? I'm shaking my head folks. Yeah, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why Jay Cutler took a was fine this year. Nobody gave a shit. That's why, because at the beginning of the year, every Bears fan knew this isn't the year. We're not winning. We don't have a prayer. <laughs> Who gives a crap? Throw all the picks you want, Cutler. So there's no pressure. So he'd throw a pick, and Soldier Field would go, eh, shrug their field <laughs> and go off to get some more Goose Island IPA and get ripped and stay warm. Yeah, that was why. So they didn't care. No booing Jay Cutler. Eh, Cutler threw a pick. Who cares? We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. That just there was no hype for him to to have to. No, you know, he had no pressure. So, and I don't think he will next year either. So I think you might get another good year out of Cutler. Plus, he's going to have Alshon Jeffrey and Kevin White. Who uh, Kevin White keeping him as one of my keepers. I think he's going to be a beast next year, uh, at least yardage wise. I uh, bet he does also, better than he did this year. Much better than he did this year for <laughs> not playing at all. Uh, and I just want to give a little shout-out to myself. I did not finish lower than third in any of our leagues. Go me. I think that means True. I overall won everything. But you know, what you, you know what you did do? What did I do? You, you did lose in the finals of the All-Star League to me. I did. You won the All-Star I, League. I am, and that's the one, in my opinion, that counts because that's the one that has a trophy. Uh, for the winner, and that's the one where I now get to pick uh, our friend Ryan's uh, Facebook profile picture for like the next seven months. So you do have you have you decided? Is my I haven't. Uh, and you know, and he's a listener of the show, so let's let's brainstorm this. Um, I, I mean, was you you better hurry. You're missing out on your year already, right? I mean, I know I am. started technically. It, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Days as soon in. as I pick it, as soon as I pick it, I can send it to him because yeah, our, our season ended after week sixteen. Um, it's true. So. Uh, I was thinking, because, you know, the, the basic rules are it can't be anything that is, like, super vulgar and profane. Like, if his, if right. his image shows up on, like, a job job interview search or something, we, it yeah. can't be, like, Hitler molesting a goat. Um, right. Yeah. No, you can't which is a that. shame, because that was my go-to. That but, is a good, um, good picture. I was thinking, like, just, like, a something like... Like a like a campaign picture for Donald Trump that's like says "Making America Greater Again" or something like that. <laughs> that <laughs> that is almost meaner than the hit, than Hitler fucking <laughs> goat. I'm not sure if I like that better or worse. I would I would say with with a guy like Ryan, it should be. Uh, oh, but that's. I was gonna say like something really like weird, like a like some kids' cartoon or something, but then that but he's just come got off a really kid. Weird, yeah. That's He's oh dang it! You're right. So he does have also, a kid, so people just, just be, be like, like "Oh, yeah. yeah." Well, maybe just something like Seahawks suck. 
I mean, just go with the just a big old picture of Brian Bosworth throwing an interception. <laughs> that could be good. There's plenty did, of those. Uh, he did. He did actually. He won. It's ironic. He won last year in this league, and I was the I was the bottom of the pile. And so yeah. he got to pick my picture. And I remember he went with the Bears logo, and he made it a meme that said, "If you look up the word loser in the dictionary." Um, oh. So so I could go with that. Um, Maybe I, a nice sweet picture of uh, that of Pete Carroll not running a football at a very time at a time when maybe he should have run a football. You know what? How about a picture of angry Pete Carroll in like a Seahawks jacket or something mm. and putting the the uh, the slogan making America great again on that. Ooh, that's not bad. I like that. A hybrid that of the two. That right? could be that could be good. Yeah. Maybe even Photoshop Trump's hair onto Carroll's head. That I would I, I fully support this. I hate Pete Carroll almost as much as I think Donald Trump is an idiot. So <laughs> yeah. No, entirely, so, entirely so. I, I think so you may have you at least started to go in the right direction there, if not absolutely reach your destination. Yeah. But so, uh, you, so you did win that league though. Uh I, I want to point out that I won our 14, 17 man league, which <laughs> to me is the one I'm proud of. That's the That's one every a hard year. One. That's, That's a the hard one where I'm like, league. if I can manage it, because you can't do anything. It's all about your draft. Because right. by the time it gets, if you, if you're like, it almost befi- it helped me to lose because I lost a bunch in the first few uh, weeks of that league, so I was able to get some good guys off the waiver wire. Because it was a weird year fantasy wise. Like in our in our all star league, I had I, folks. This is just to give you an idea of how much ass I usually kick in that league. My first three draft picks were Adrian Peterson. Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Charles. Any other year, those would have I would have just not even needed to play anyone else. But of course, Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Charles all get hurt. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? So I replaced them with Devonta Freeman, who then got hurt. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Des Bryant. I had my receiver lineup was Odell Beckham and Des Bryant. Des Bryant was out for like 10 weeks of the year. It was brutal. So yep. I'm just happy I didn't finish last. I finished second in that league. Fine with that. Won the 17-man league. Happy about that. Placed third in the two-keeper leagues. I'll take that. You've actually done, uh, since we've started the All-Star League, just to isolate that one, you've actually been in the finals every time. I mean, it's not too hard to get in the finals. It's uh, it, There's only not many of us. So getting well, in the, the finals All-Stars. is... It is why it's the All-Stars. Um but yeah, no, I have. I have you, been all right. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting now because this is a radio program and people can't see us, but I can see you. And you yep. have now shifted from a bottle of beer to, for those of you that heard it, because I'm requesting <laughs> right now, editor, please leave that sound in if his mic picked it up. Uh, he just popped a top <laughs> on, a, on a cold one. <laughs> he shifted from to celebrate not, not finishing last in the, in the, <laughs> in the All-Star League. I'm oh drinking me a sweet, sweet devil stout from Lake Havasu, Arizona. Woohoo, <laughs> College Street Brew House. A little bit of love for you You're there. You're like a, a, oh, a worldly good. traveler of alcohol. I am actually um, totally switching topics briefly here. Uh, my uh, awesome father-in-law, who, no, I'm not calling him an awesome father-in-law just to score brownie points. He does not listen to our show. Doesn't even know podcasts exist, probably. Nor would he <laughs> oh. give a shit if they did, if he knew. Um, Never mind then. He's okay. He got me a uh, a beer brewing kit, so I'm actually going to make my own beer this year. Nice. And, uh, I I might name one of them the Final Hour IPA or something maybe, and uh, yay! We'll, we'll have an official beer of our podcast. 
Uh, it'll probably be this. ass. It'll probably be <laughs> terrible, but it will be alcoholic. So I feel yeah. feel like it will be too bad there. You know what though? I I I think that that would be apropos. I mean, that would be really. I sure. just. I it mean, tastes like ass, just like the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're welcome, folks. It's like, hey, you know what? You can enjoy it, but eh, there's going to be a part of you that questions why. Um, there's definitely <laughs> a lot of calories and a lot of regret that'll go along with this. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, yeah, so I'm going to be, I'm excited. 2016, I'm going to brew my own beer. I don't know what that's going to look like or smell like, and my wife may not be the happiest person that I'm taking doing that in the kitchen, but uh, there it is. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and uh, thanks, father-in-law, for uh, pushing me towards. Gra- I think he just wants me to get a career. Actually, he's like, "God damn it! Maybe if I give him this brew kit, he'll get into <laughs> brewing or something." Because he's sure as shit not earning a living any other way with his podcast. Hey, you're a, you're a, you're a high-powered uh, co-host of the final hour here, and uh, and, and under the and under the table, uh, you're also. Uh, Potentially, maybe also one half of the final quarter hour podcast. So I, who could who could say who can say who would mean? know who would know we if, if I were. We I'm, I'm a producer so on that for sure. Definitely. I am a producer. Definitely. I definitely have gone in there and kicked frogs and Wookies out <laughs> of the goddamn studio. <laughs> the fuck. Uh, speaking of Wookies, uh, the, I I don't know if you've noticed, but first of all, I am the Segway King, and sure. this is an idea one. But the other thing I'm pretty good at is is really really holding. Not just grudges, but also holding on to moments as fleeting as they may be when I was right and you were wrong. And oh, so we come to the section of our show called I Was Right and You Were Wrong. <laughs> Seth yep. and Brian. Okay. Yep. And uh, time and for so it's that time again. We need a theme song for this time in the show because it happens fairly regularly. I feel like but it's all just right. Use a nice, it'll be nice, a nice acoustic folksy version we should lay down of na 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 boo boo. Something like this, yes. Yeah. Uh, so what was I wrong about this time? So um, tr- uh, if we took a real brief uh, trip down memory lane, and our and our listeners can do this as well if you subscribe to the show on either iTunes or uh, any number of Android apps, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic, uh, uh, there have been a few others that have uh, emailed the office and picked us up, which is awesome, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Katy Perry's vagina. Yeah, uh, streaming live you, out of Katy yep. Perry's vagina. If you're if you're down there, give a listen. It's coming out <laughs> of cooch. Um, but uh, but also our website uh, www.dryrunproductions.net slash final hour. So any of our listeners can actually witness this uh, the evidence to this, just because I know you might try and deny it, but. Um, Back when we had the uh, the Raging Bride episode where uh, Alex Vigitolo, our buddy Alex, had visited us. Going um, way back, but okay. Not not super far back, but the summer. It was over the summer-ish, so okay. Yeah, That's actually, forever ago. That was a really forever long time ago. ago. Um, actually, uh, was that, that might have been our, our anniversary special even. Was that when we had him on? Might have been, yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's been a while. But anyway, on that episode... We know our show so well that we don't know right? when people have been on it. <laughs> I, At some I, I point in the past. I remember I was right. I don't remember when, but I was right. And, I was right. Uh, that's the, that's the so, takeaway here. Uh, we, got, we got on the topic of Star Wars, the new Star Wars movie that was going to be coming out at Christmas time. Yes. And Alex and I both said that we thought it was going to be a smash success and break records and whatnot. And you said that you didn't think so... Because of Christmas, you thought because of when it was coming out that it mm. was unfortunately going to suffer in the box office. 
and you could not be more wrong. That movie crushed at the box office. To be fair, I'll give you this much. You were correct. It did do really well. To do okay. the sec to, to to give myself a little credit here, I didn't say it was gonna flop or anything. It wasn't like I was like, Well, they're coming out near Christmas, they're screwed. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I'm sure I, I'm sure they, they were going to make money. I didn't think they would make this much money. You are right. <laughs> I did not anticipate them breaking all of the records in all of the record time. Uh, I also didn't think it was going to be this good. Because uh, oh, so it was a good. damn good movie. Uh, so good. And uh, again, I can only stress to you, our listeners that listened to the last podcast, <laughs> I've heard they're giving an encore performance in, in Chihuahua in, down in, in, um, in uh, uh, what's the place? Uh, Cross from El Paso. Uh, Juarez in Juarez. If you can get to Juarez, L L Lo, or sorry, Los Star Wars, <laughs> me, Force my Force Awakens, Awakens <laughs> will be performing there. Get there, folks. Get there, because Hand Solo is one damned attractive Mexican boy hooker. He's really good, and he's probably not legal. He looks like he's fifteen, <laughs> but damn, <laughs> damn is he? He really does a good job. Um, for those of you that don't know what he's talking about, first of all, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. You should be listening to all of our episodes because it's awesome. But They're if you haven't, so go listen to the last episode um, where we gave our our unseen movie review of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, true. And, and all will become clear, and then you'll have to shower a lot. A lot, uh, yeah, because I did. I saw it in a way that most people did not get to see it. So you'll have to check it out. Um, I, what do you think? I actually, when we're talking about this show, we actually mm. played around with the idea of reviewing the sequel to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, uh, which ha- <laughs> won't start filming until March. But we thought maybe we should review it already, just to get it out of the way. I don't know if we'll review it that soon. Maybe in March, when it starts filming, we should review it. I say well I think I think you know for for credibility of our show and uh, you know and to keep our standards up I do think it's important that we do review that before they start filming but I do think maybe it's a little premature right now so maybe right. maybe it's a like early. around Valentine's for like a Valentine's special we'll go ahead cuz I mean oh, there's there's, there's a fantastic you know love triangle that they've established in The Force Awakens which I don't think this will spoil anything but between some potential attraction chemistry with Rey and Finn but also between <laughs> Finn and Poe so there's True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's uh, there's some interesting uh some interesting stuff there in the works. He's not just the world's first biracial stormtrooper. He's the <laughs> world's first biracial stormtrooper. <laughs> nice. Awesome that, choice, JJ Abrams. That was clever, Brian. Like, awesome uh, choice. You know, I think you should get a raise. Hooray. I yeah. get three beers next time, right? <laughs> uh, two and two? a half. Two and a half. Two. Let's not get carried away. It wasn't right, that fun. funny. It was it was All okay. Right. Fair enough. Um, uh, so, actually, I just want to, real quick, um, and I love that we're going to do this real quick and not drawn out. I assu- Do you want to, like, do you have any updates to your Star Wars review now that you've actually seen the film? Because we I'm, haven't talked I'm, about it, really, I'm actually, since we uh, didn't see the film. I was, in prepping for this episode, I toyed with the notion of pretending that I hadn't seen it yet, because who needs to after our stellar uh, unseen review? I felt like I didn't We gave away everything, money. really. Yeah. All the spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll update. I mean, I you know for this, uh, you know, we spoiled enough in our unseen review. I think that it is we need to now blanket this with the uh, it's got a year of spoiler free protection. Sure. 
I freaking loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, a lot of people were kind of ragging on it, saying it was a it was a a rehashing of Episode Four, A New Hope. Which I see. There are people doing that? I saw on the internet that people were saying people are doing that, but I have not seen anyone actually do that. <laughs> Maybe I, I, I think it's just it. like one guy. You have? I have seen Where, some. Like, uh, on, maybe on, like one guy on Reddit made a bitchy comment just because God forbid everyone likes something. Uh, like right. maybe that's the only place I've seen it. And then I think everyone was just like, my theory is that like a few people are saying it, and everyone's just so incensed and like pissed yeah. off that they which said that. Uh, happens. I don't know if you've noticed on social media. Just a really quick touch on this, and we'll get back to Star Wars. Um, by the time this airs, we may already have won. But uh, right now, as we're recording, the Powerball jackpot is up at like 1.5 billion dollars right now, right? And I think it's uh, 1.3 or something, yeah. Well, no, or if maybe 1.5. They've announced know. today. I saw earlier on the news it was 1.5 billion. Holy so cow! Yeah, I didn't see that, but yeah, no, I'd people been buying it ever since. You know, it didn't go. I bought time. one. Hell yeah! There oh yeah, go. me too. In fact, uh, hey, I think uh, we should uh, let's make it. Let's have an arrangement here. Um, I say if either one of us wins. Not even necessarily the whole thing. If if we if we break like the hundred million dollar point before taxes, if one of us breaks the hundred million dollar point, uh, the other person gets uh, seventy five thousand. Deal. All right. Because I'm totally winning it for sure. Oh, absolutely. Happen. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't. You see heard it here, folks. I'm it's, calling I mean, a shot. It's practically guaranteed. I don't think there's a way to not win. I mean, it's kind of a, a no brainer at this point, right? Yeah. That's how it yeah. works. Hey, with Powerball question, mm -hmm. do they still do the you pick your numbers thing or no? Because I, I bought a ticket. They just gave it to me. You can. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. You can. If you fill out the paper thing, because that's what, that's what I did on some of mine. I pick the numbers like I like I use like my birthday and stuff like that like you know some like special numbers. Um, sure. But yeah, you can also then if you just go and be like I want to get a Powerball ticket, then they'll give you. They just do what's called a quick pick. And uh, the fact that I know all the terminology and have it readily available to explain to you, I may have a gambling problem. <laughs> I, uh, I I do have an issue with Kino. <laughs> if I'm at a bar and they have it, I'm kind of screwed. Damn it, Kino. But it's so bingo for people in bars. <laughs> pretty much. But uh, but yeah, if you just quick pick them, it, it doesn't at random or whatever. So oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I said I did a quick pick thing, so I don't know. I was gonna play all of the birthdays of people who've beat me up over the over my life. But they don't let but you pick uh, that many numbers. Yeah, no, that was the problem. I was like, shit, that's a <laughs> lot of people. I didn't realize. So maybe I'll just settle for like the first number of the first month of the person who people that have beat me up over my life. So there you go. we'll go with that. But um, but yeah, the uh, what I was gonna say about social media, I'm I'm sure you saw this. It was a meme that got out there that literally, it was so stupid. When I saw it, it almost angered me with how stupid it was, and then I got angrier because it got stupider. And yes, I know that the word is not stupider. That was intentional. But um, <laughs> okay, in fact, it got moster stupider. Most stupidly. Yeah. Back when it was 1.3 billion, somebody put out there and they're like, "Oh my god, it's so dumb. The j Powerball jackpots at 1.3 billion dollars. There's 300 million uh people in the country. If they just divided that evenly amongst everybody, everybody would get 4 million dollars and we'd solve poverty." And I saw that and it took me about a fart and two other seconds to realize that math does not add up. If you take 1.3 billion and divide it by 300 million, everybody would get 
four dollars and change. That's a pretty sweet dollar menu trip to McDonald's. Well, yeah, but it doesn't solve poverty, and it's definitely not four million dollars for every person in the country. So I was just like, no. and, it, and that thing got. I, did you see that one? That thing got some fucking traction. I did. I saw that one. It was yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And then I don't know if you saw the follow up because thankfully it was a little more obscure. But on my feed, I saw it in the span of about five minutes. I saw it at least four times. You know how you'll see like those quotes from people and it's like they just pick a picture of somebody and they put a quote of what they said in front of their face. Yeah. And John Oliver actually did a great bit about this of how, unfortunately, like the thing, I guess there's one about him. There's one that he supposedly said. Uh, the, about the, something about the economy and a way to fix something, and and he's like, it's a great quote. Uh, he's like, I stand by it. It's you know, it's a lot. It makes a lot of sense. The problem is, I never said that. Um, he's like, I wish right. I had. It's brilliant, but um, but yeah, they uh, people are throwing these inspirational quotes out, and they stick you know Oprah's face behind it and attribute it to Oprah, and all of a sudden it's like Oprah never said that. That was Abraham Lincoln, but right. oh well, it, you know, Facebook thinks she did now. Um, they somebody decided that Bernie Sanders had come up with that, and so it got released as Bernie Sanders. And so, of course, you know, the right wing side of things, you know, all these right wing websites. I just saw people just attacking the the math on it now and going, "This is typical Bernie Sanders." Da da da. And I was like, "Wait a second, a yeah, the math is fucked." But b, b- Bernie Bernie Sanders didn't say it like at all. It didn't come from him. So. It's it's pretty sad the amount of misinformation because that's the thing with the internet you get a lot of information you mm-hmm. also get a ton of misinformation and if you I'd don't say more misinformation than regular information typically yeah uh, if you don't have the freaking brains to like take four seconds and try and research it or if you care that much so that's the thing I think that gets me is it's clearly that you didn't care right like if you cared enough that you if you hate Bernie Sanders if you hate him and you go out. And find out that Bernie Sanders didn't say that, but you find something else dumb he said, which I'm sure he said dumb things. Uh, sure. g- good for you. Meme it up, man. Own it. Post away. I don't care. But if you just saw something like passing and you were like, oh, yeah, I hate Bernie Sanders, too. Share. Fuck you. Right. And the same same thing with Donald Trump. There's a lot of shit that people say Trump is saying. He's not saying it. Uh, right. Same thing with anybody out there. There's It goes both ways. But. It's just annoying. It's a, the annoying. The thing that's really annoying to me about it is the absolute. I didn't give a shit because if you cared, you'd actually put some effort into it. But you didn't. Right. So it's really more a comment, a commentary on the person that posted its ability to their intelligence and their the, not even their intelligence, but their their ability to acquire intelligence uh, through effort, which mm-hmm. they didn't clearly make any to do. So. Yeah, it makes me just sad. I'm like, oh, because, yeah, oh, man. And anytime the Constitution gets brought up or the Founding Fathers, bitches be tripping, Thomas <laughs> You're like, what? No. Or like, the Constitution is a holy document made holy by Jesus Christ and Billy Graham, George Washington. You're like, what? <laughs> Wait, um, hang on a minute. I don't think he knew who Billy Graham was or the Constitution. That's the one that gets me. Anytime you hear something about George Washington and the Constitution, just fart in that person's face because George Washington had kind of jack all to do with the Constitution. Yep. He did not uh, have much to do with it, really. Uh, So I don't know. Most of the quotes that are going around from the Founding Fathers, yeah, they were not said by the Founding Fathers at all. I'm curious um, 
how far down the line in our future before we start to see historical posts that attribute President Obama to abolishing slavery. Because, you know, I guarantee, I mean, the first black president, that is not a, I mean, it is, for logical-minded people, it's a its a big stretch. But it's not that big a stretch for some of the idiots that think that uh, George Washington, ha- you know, said some of the stuff that he's been attributed to. And uh, I, I, I could see it happening. I also do think if we go further into the future, like, if somehow, once our civilization is all wiped out, if... If the, uh, you know, the Earth does its cycle thing and somehow becomes inhabitable and, like, there's other societies that come, you know how we have, like, we look back to Greek culture and we see, like, you know, the Greek gods and and their beliefs and stuff like that. Um, How great would it be if, like, our current comic book uh, storylines and shit, like, future people think that that was, like, our religion? Like that we worship, worship Thor. like Batman and Thor, <laughs> like like you know it's like they they see like the the fictional um, entertainment writings for these comic book characters and and it gets interpreted by some scholar. I'm using finger quotes. Some scholar down the line that that must have been our our theology. Um, is it not already our theology? Well, you, uh, you well, no no. Um, let me let me throw this at you. Uh, once or twice a year, there is a special day. A Marvel movie release day. You take the day off work. <laughs> you go. You offer them a, a percentage of your harvest, your money that you have made. Sometimes if you watch it in IMAX 3D, you offer them a substantial part <laughs> of your income harvest uh, to the to the Marvel gods. How are they not our gods now? Like now. Um, I, when you first said it, I, I of course scoffed and laughed because I could see how that would be, uh, a humorous thought. And sadly, as you walk me through it, uh, it's still a humorous thought. Um, but it is also somewhat based in reality and it kind of entertains and makes me cry at the same time. For lo, the day of Dr. Strange is upon us and (laughs) shalt thou worship Benedict Cumberbatch. Everything I just said sounds like it should be the basis for a religion, especially Cumberbatch. I know, right? That definitely. Well, Benedict, shit. Yep. There it is. See, that's so people like. I, I'm pretty sure they're just. I'm pretty sure he's already. And also to also answer your question, how long do you think it will take for people to start misattributing Obama quotes? Probably about as long as it took for them to misattribute Bernie Sanders quotes, which was <laughs> two hours. That's true. We actually already have had several uh, Obama stuff done wrong. Oh, man. I'm going to abolish every gun forever, Obama. No, he never said that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, but we, Sorry. Uh, no. Before, we, before we get back to Star Wars, uh, while we are on the topic of social media, I, I did see something that uh, another coming together a uh, sense of unity on on the on the interwebs that I'm sure you've witnessed as well and kind of a, well not kind of definitely you know sad sad news David Bowie uh, passed away and uh, that's kind of been dominating all a- uh, all aspects of media which is I think deserve it he was you know he was an icon but uh, well I was curious what are your thoughts on on uh, on his passing I know that uh, we didn't get to talk when when Robin Williams passed away and he was a big uh, he was a big um, role model I guess for me coming up into acting and I know as a musician David Bowie I mean mm. you do the face paint uh, all the time 
So all the time. So yeah. uh, pretty I, much wear cock socks twenty four seven. Really. D- well, yeah. Tight, tight form fitting gymnast outfits. Despite spangled with stars. Despite the petitions that have been signed by a surprisingly large number of people asking you to stop. Yeah, you do. do I am a rebel. Do. Rebel. Yeah. Yeah, as Bowie would say. No, I th- I think yet again social media has totally gotten it wrong. Of course you you're don't sad, think David he's Bowie. Dead? Well, uh, if you call ascending to the stars dying, then yeah, I guess he is. But I don't really think of ascending to the damn stars as dying. Like I'm pretty sure dude just like went home, you know? Like done deal. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I don't understand this bonerific thing that people have for like R.I.P. You will be missed. Oh, I just never. I mean, maybe I just haven't had enough people who are close to me die. I mean, I've had I've had some. I mean, I have both my parents. I have. I'll get to work on that for you. Yeah, thanks. Really, <laughs> yeah. My eulogy for you will be he's well. We don't have to wait for the Cubs to win a World Series anymore, guys. We can all go home. <laughs> don't need to worry. Bears, you failed to win one in his lifetime. Uh, I actually, I think, uh, I think one of my, I think I'll put it in my will that uh, that I do want actually there to be a uh, a vigil held by all my family and friends until the Cubs mm. win a World Series. There you go. So that clear, would be clear your fucking schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometime around twenty three seventy five, they might, you know, when they're starting to study us in history books, <laughs> the Cubs will get around to winning another one if baseball's still a thing. Um, but no, I think I I just don't. Every time I'm always like, man, I'm su- I'm not happy he's dead. Fuck no, I think it's a bummer. But I mean, he lived to be sixty nine years old. He had an incredible life. Mm-hmm. He wrote era defining music. By what standard should I be sad for David Bowie? I'm sad for his family. That sucks. Well, I remember when my grandpa died, I was bummed out. I'm sure I feel bad for his kids and his grandkids, but I. Personally, can, to you me, you can be sad that that we will never get uh, a sequel to that Dancing in the Streets video he made with Mick Jagger. He was never going to make a sequel. There is no sequel to that. That's the thing that was genius about David Bowie. He didn't do sequels. Every time out, he was new and awesome and totally fucking crazy in a new and distinct way. Right. And David Bowie would never have done a sequel. Like his last album that he put out, Black Star, which came out like three days before he died or something man mm. even he, his death was well timed right the guy just like nailed it his whole life including his death and he got so, it like, it was like two days after his birthday too i think so like he got something like that yeah he, he was like, just he like boom it hit it yeah he's done like, i'm good check out and, and i mean i'm, I'm sorry out. to die at 69 let's face it he's a rocker he wanted that number he, didn't he was a super sexual rocker. Yeah. To die at 69 probably put a smile on his face. Oh, absolutely. Now, did I want him to live to be 80? Yeah, sure, why not? Having David Bowie around was cool as shit. I'm glad he was around for the time he was around, and I'm going to cherish the shit out of it. Same way, like when George Harrison died in the Beatles, who are arguably my favorite band of all time, mm. I was sad, but I was mostly just sad that we weren't going to have more George Harrison but I was super pumped that George Harrison had been around, you know, like, right. So to me, when a, when a celebrity dies, particularly someone I don't know, I'm, I'm always like, well, fucking, Hey, that was awesome that they were here. It sucks with, with Robin Williams. I think the fact that it was a, a suicide was, that's always a little harsher yeah. to me. Like that made me sad because of the way he went. That wasn't, that wasn't fate or the universe deciding he should go. That was him. Right. And I'm like, Oh, that's a bummer. 
But David Bowie lived a long 69-year-old life, and cancer got him. Fuck you, cancer. Um, but he, he left a legacy. David Bowie kicks ass, and what's he's going to keep kicking ass. What's your favorite uh, Bowie song? I wanted to find out. You know, it used to be Rebel Rebel, but uh, lately it's been uh, the Spiders from Mars one. The um, Oh, man, look at those cavemen go. Whatever that song is. That song rules. I've been listening to that a ton lately. Uh, golden Years also. I, I, I dance around to Golden Years in my underwear. Which is the way David Bowie would want me to dance to Golden Years in public, I think. But I'm sorry, David Bowie. I just can't risk it yet. Maybe <laughs> when I'm 69. This is going to sound silly, but uh, my uh, I, I, I honestly think my favorite, maybe just because it was, I don't know, it's catchy as shit and it's fun, uh, was Changes. Oh, Changes was damn good. Yep. Damn good. It is damn good. Still damn good. Yep. Great song. And, and then also for funsies, uh, the... The duet he did with Bing Crosby um, for Christmas. That was an excellent example of David Bowie. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that was the thing I liked about him is, yeah, he'd go out and, like, wave his penis at people and, like, sing songs about spiders from Mars. And then, like, a year later, he'd be like, and now I'm going to sing with Bing Crosby. Fuck you for thinking you know me. Right. Like, just, you know, like, it, it, are you going to, like, rub your balls on Bing's head? No, I'm going to sing respectfully beside him at a piano. Really? Like, yeah, that was the thing I liked about Bowie. Dude <laughs> would always subvert expectations no matter what. Yep. So, yep. But uh, yeah, I just I wanted to get your get your take on that, and and uh, and so you know we've we've paid our respect to the star man, and that brings us back real quick here to Star Wars. Then we've got a couple other things I wanted to talk about before we run out of time. Uh, so so yeah, I I, I don't want to re I don't want to re up my my review too much because they did such a good job with this one that. Really, there's not a lot to talk about without spoiling. Um, other than to say, if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you have seen it, see it again. I've seen it twice already. I got my folks to go see it when I was back home. Uh, my mom, who hasn't actually, I don't think she's actually sat and watched any of the originals since they came out. Um, and uh, and she, <laughs> lucky for her, didn't see any of the prequels. Um, she yeah. absolutely loved Man. it. Uh, she thought it was great, too. So, uh, so I mean, it's it's good for it's good for all ages. It's good for people that that are are you know are active Star Wars enthusiasts. Although, let's face it, you guys have seen it. Um, but uh, it's also it's also really good for people that haven't you know that don't that don't chub up for the for the the series, but just want to see a good movie. Um, it's I like it. I I approve. I'm going to see it again. Out of giant Mexican penises, five being the most, what would you give it? I'd give it at least four, maybe four and a fraction thereof. I'd so, like, four large Mexican penises and one medium-sized Honduran penis, then? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right, you know. Or maybe, maybe like, four, four large Mexican penises and a money shot. That's almost really, like, just five large Mexican penises, but okay, sure. <laughs> All right, fair enough. What about you? Uh, and don't just jump to how many penises. Uh, what, do, what do you have to say on it? Any, any, any tidbits there? I think that people's criticism of it, of copying Star Wars A New Hope, is not entirely invalid. No, they're parallels. But I don't, think it, I don't think it copied it. I think it was a tribute to it. Uh, to me, it was a sensational Star Wars fan film about Star Wars. And I mean that. Like, I, it sounds like I'm, like, bashing it. I'm not. Because that's the best thing you could possibly get. You're never going to get another Star Wars film. Saying, I'm going to get another Star Wars film, is like saying there's going to be another David Bowie. 
No, there won't. But there will be people who are like David Bowie and were inspired by him that will make great music. Just like J.J. Abrams was inspired by A New Hope and will make has made a movie that is similar in some ways to A New Hope, but is still its own film. Mm-hmm. So I say it's a ins- sensational Star Wars fan film. And I'm really fucking happy it exists. And uh, easily five large Mexican penises. And I'll even throw in a set of Costa Rican balls on top of that. <laughs> Um, and I and I will say uh, it has it has officially um, now that I have seen it and actually because you know I, you know, see the trailers and whatnot and you see like some press junket stuff um, and you know she was always a pretty face but actually getting to see her in action both with some of the acting and also the fucking some of the 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 fight stuff she got to do uh, Daisy Ridley she is officially one of my favorite young people in in movies right now um i do want to see her outside of that role <laughs> i want to see what she can do outside of that but as far as yeah as no, far sure. as you know her her work as ray she's killing it uh and i think they've got they've got a strong female character that they can build a franchise around which is nice now if if only hasbro would pull their heads out of their asses and actually you know yeah. release toys of her because you know Apparently, they don't need girls on the toy line, but whatever. I digress. Yeah. I did want to talk really quick here before we get out of the world of entertainment. Uh, The Golden Globes were recently on, uh, hosted once again by by Mr. Ricky Gervais. And it has been called the, uh, I think, the most bleeped Golden Globes they've ever done. Mm. There was a lot of moments of silence as the censors were just, there were full exchanges that were just gone. (laughs) <laughs> like it, it was like, oh, is the sound broken? No, no, they're just having fun, and we can't hear them because you know the FCC is somehow still a thing, still in charge but, for sure. Uh, but yeah, wh- what do you? Because there's thoughts? a lot of five-year-old, there's a lot of seven-year-olds that watch the Golden Globes. They'll be offended if they hear naughty words. Well, and I'll go even further. Yeah, there's a lot of seven-year-olds and five-year-olds that don't fucking know these words already. Right. Bullshit. Also that. So, uh, yeah, no, it was a very bleeped awards. I watched the. Um, uh, I didn't actually watch the Golden Globes. Two years running now, I have not watched it. I'm in danger of losing my status as an awards guy. A little bit. But uh, I did watch the recaps, and of course I looked up the winners, uh, and fucking Leo. Finally, man. Though it's I not won't an say Oscar. finally. It's he's not an Oscar. Yeah, it's not an Oscar. No, he's winning it. He's winning it. Calling it right now. Leo DiCaprio is winning the Oscar for Best Actor. Now done. It's over. The race is finished. Now, are you calling it in the same way that you're calling Star Wars wasn't going to break records? No, I'm I'm calling it in the same way I've said everything else on this show as a hundred percent right. <laughs> I'm wrong very rarely, and I'm not wrong this time. Leo DiCaprio is winning the Oscar for The Revenant cuz A it's an amazing movie. He's amazing in it. And he's he just there's no other like no one is even close to him this year. He's Meryl Streeped it this year. Nice. I have not seen it yet. I'm going to watch it. Uh I say we uh we should do maybe a a quick review of it once I have seen it, like an actual we saw one once finally. Whoa, uh, maybe we should do a uh final hour or a half hour, quarter hour, or a quarter hour should be a review of The Revenant. But not us. We'll have to uh, get someone else in to review it. Definitely, that sounds fair. Um, I bet you we could probably get uh, get the uh, those those TV producers to do it. Oh yeah, they're kind of they they could probably do it. Yeah, they're great. They, they, they were good. I mean, 
the amount of coke residue they left all over the uh, counter in here well, was a little rough. But you know, you know I I feel like that's an acceptable. That's that just happens in L.A. That's you know? why that's why we have a cleaning crew, and also why I caught you licking the desk. I once actually, hand to God, witnessed someone doing cocaine in the bathroom at a Build-A-Bear workshop in Beverly Hills. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Saw that happen. That's how much cocaine they do in Hollywood. Here's my question. Um, first of all, Build-A-Bear, brilliant. Um, but I've wondered this for a while. It is a pretty standardly regular occurrence for, for people to go into the bathroom and do lines of coke. Um, I don't partake. I don't judge those that do per se, uh, but it's not like for me, uh, weed is my thing, which, by the way, as you know, I've been I've been, uh, you know, taking the occasional trip up to Portland and I'm going to be in that in the show up there. Uh, They have they have legalized recreational weed up there. Brian, were you aware? (laughs) Were you aware that our I did not know such wonderful state of Oregon uh, up there has uh, man, it is an enjoyable time. But I digress again. (laughs) Uh. But so it's it's a pretty regular occurrence that people go in the bathroom and 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 do coke. Like to the point where it's not, like I'm as someone that doesn't do it, I can still really clearly pick up on what's going on from even the outside. Why do you think that they go to the filthiest room in the establishment to do it? Why don't they just do that shit on the table and you know prop up some menus or you know obstruct it in some way with their you know whatever they're gonna do? It's not like they're they're not getting away with it in the bathroom. So, I mean, why do you think people still go to the most germ-infested room to do that? I can only speak to the two places I've actually seen people doing cocaine in a bathroom. One being a gay club in West Hollywood, in which I would posit that there is no other flat surface that is not covered in dick uh, <laughs> to do. I mean, if you want to do a line of coke off of someone's exposed penis in a club, uh, or off of someone's really nice shirt, which they let me tell you, they'd much rather you did it off their dick than their nice shirt. <laughs> uh, maybe that would be an acceptable thing. But uh, the bathroom is the only place with elbow room in there to do coke, so I assume that's why they're in there doing coke there. As to the Build-A-Bear workshop, I sort of think that one explains itself. <laughs> uh, also, if you go to Build-A-Bear, because I think it was a dude that was there with his kid, and you're like... Hang on, Timmy. Keep building the keep keep building Fitzcarraldo the bear here. I'm gonna <laughs> go in the bathroom for a second. I'll be right back. And then you come back really excited about Fitzcarraldo the bear. I think you're a bad parent. Just FYI. Maybe. <clears throat> but also, I think you went into the bathroom because it's where you hide your shame from your child. So that's would be my guess. That's the only education I've got. It is either a a shame issue, where it should be a shame issue. Or it is a shameless issue in a very dirty area. Fair enough. I was just curious. Speaking of a very dirty area, um, well, actually, before here, uh, was there? Did you have anything else to add about the Golden Globes? No, it was pretty. Sta- I kind of. I don't think there were a lot of surprises. I was a little surprised the Martian won. Uh, Matt Damon won for best uh, actor in a comedy or musical, which I was like Martian comedy. I mean, it was funny, but I don't think it's gonna be a comedy. But whatever. Uh, I don't think. Also, that's the reason I'm calling it for Leo. His closest competition is Matt Damon in The Martian. If you've after you've seen The Revenant, ask me again because it's (laughs) The Martian with Matt Damon, right? Yeah, it was a great movie, but it's not like a heavy heavy hitter uh, award acting performance. 
At no point did Matt Damon have to simulate what Leo DiCaprio had to simulate in The Revenant. Right. Trust me, he's going to win for The Revenant. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll, co- we'll revisit this as coked out producers <laughs> you at mean, some you point. Mean when the coked we'll have this revisited by those producers. By the coked out producers, and then you can sort of give me your thoughts and maybe in our next podcast. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, next podcast will probably be closer to Oscar. Uh, the nominees will be out. We can maybe discuss the nominees. There you go. And do our annual bet as to who is going to be right. Yeah, which we need to because right now our uh, our Facebook page for Downstairs Neighbors is real cat heavy. Oh, yeah. Like both, yeah, we should probably both the get profile and there. the cover photo are cats. Like people are going to go to this and go, is this a band or is this like a, an old ladies quilting group? What What is this? That explains a lot of why we've been getting emails from Inez at <laughs> resthomeinpoughkeepsie.com. Yeah, that does explain all those emails of yeah. asking quilting questions and uh, and yarn, yarn advice. Yep. And I would say to them, Go with the mauve 3.5 stitch, Inez. Oh, that, definitely. To just answer your question, that's the one you want to go with. Uh, just FYI. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think Leo's got it sewn up. Rest of the Golden Globes is pretty unsurprising. It was a pretty boring year for the Golden Globes. Yeah, uh, uh, Jonah Hill uh, showing up as the bear from the Revenant was was a funny bit. I thought. Did he do that? Yeah. I missed that bit. I well, good for him. Get well done, the, uh, Jonah Hill. Get to the interwebs and uh, and and check that out because I guarantee it's on it's on uh, Hulu or YouTube or whatever. And yeah, it's uh, it was it was a pretty funny bit. Um, but uh, nice. But yeah. So again, though, speaking of dirty places, I uh, I do want to go um, go to go to an area that you're you're kind of familiar with uh, from your your hometown area up there in Oregon. Um, sure, sure. I don't know if you've seen on uh, the news or on the Facebooks or on I don't know any of your family uh, correspondence. There's a there's a militia, there's an armed militia uh, that has taken over um, a wildlife refuge. Now I'm sure that you have more information on this, being that mm. you probably are uh, just a generation or two away from some of the conspirators. So um, yeah. I'm going to before we before I turn it over to you, I'm going to give you my rather uneducated and very, very under researched um, take on what is going on. So, OK, Facebook meme yourself. Right. So uh, it, but I'm but I'm prefacing it by saying this is this is my take. This is the Seth isms. This is this is with me going. Yep, I've scrolled through a couple things about this. <laughs> All right, I am now okay. a scholar. All right. So, uh, I know that it has something to do with, uh, you know, fed the feds uh, take trying to take land from farmers or trying to force farmers off land, and 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 some unrelated farmers decided, or or not even farmers, just some un- unrelated. Uh, I'll call them protesters. Uh, they're they're being called terrorists, which is funny. Uh, seeing some of the some of the correlations and the parallels that are being drawn, I'm like, well, you know, uh, th- th- that logic works. They do seem like relative. I've seen some of the interviews uh, with one of the guys on the news there, and they do seem relatively calm, and it's not like they're actively going out and trying to harm people. So it's, eh, you know, it's more of a humorous terrorism concept than uh, than a stark, you know, they're going to bomb a city type of a thing. So anyway, some some unrelated folk decided that they were going to 
take a stand against the tyranny that is, I'm sure Obama is being blamed, although it sounds like this is way more historical than when he was in office. But uh, they wanted to take a stand against the government, and, uh, and so they did what any brave Americans would do, and they seized mm. a wildlife refuge, and, uh, and, and God damn it, they're holding that shit down. Um, so, you know, that happened. And then, of course, my, my personal favorite, the update that came, I want to say, like, not even 24 hours after the news broke, is that they started to, to tweet their re- request for assistance, not in ammunition, not in fellow brothers to take up arms in their righteous cause. They needed snacks. They uh, they needed they needed some Cheez-Its and some jerky and some they needed some rations and maybe that new I think they brought back Crystal Pepsi for a little bit didn't they We can go ahead and get some of that to those good folks. Um, yes. So of course that that prompted my my one of my favorite graphics that I've seen on on the interwebs in a while, which is the "Don't Tread on Me" snake uh, flag. <laughs> Instead of "Don't Tread on Me," it is replaced with "Please send snacks." So <laughs> that is that's amazing. That is my uh, my take on it. Um, and uh, and my assumption is that the uh, I'm sure the federal government has done some stuff to try and get some land from people. We've never done that before. <coughs> Native Americans. Yep. But um, but uh, uh, that that's where I'm at. Uh, tell me what what. Uh, so what are your cousins up to? What's going on? Well, um, I, I'm not actually related to anyone involved. Oh. Uh, mostly because most of the guys out there, and by most, I mean like 98% of the people who are out at that refuge are from not even Harney County, which is where I'm from, Burns, Harney County, Burns, Oregon. Uh, <clears throat> they're from Nevada and Arizona, uh, and they came up there to protest. Uh, there's these ranchers called the Hammonds. There's their name. They are from Harney County. Uh, and they were sent to prison for burning public land. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff around that issue. Uh, but basically, the Bundys, who are the guys that are there, Eamon Bundy is the leader. He and is his he guys from to, Arizona uh, Nevada. Is he related to Ted or Al? Right. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, is he? Like, if he's got a smoking hot wife like Peg, maybe I'll check it out, you know? But no, <laughs> uh, he probably doesn't. Uh, but anyway, no, they went out to, they went up to Burns to protest the Hammonds, uh, uh, a 75-year-old rancher and his son, who attempted to backburn uh, some land uh, when a fire was coming. They wanted to protect their, their grazing area, and so they backburned an, uh, a bit of uh, ground. It got out of control, and basically they became arsonists by de facto default. There's this thing I see wandering around all over the time where, like, oh, they burned it to, to hide their poaching, that they'd been poaching deer on their land or something. I don't know a lot of information about that, but I do know that that was actually thrown out of court because they didn't have any evidence of it. Mm. So I go by the you're innocent until proven guilty. So uh, to me, they sent an old man into prison for five years. He's 75. I don't think they should have sent him to prison for five years. So I get that. Um, but uh, that isn't really the issue about, uh, about it anyway. Uh, what the what the Bundys did is they showed up and piggybacked on the protest because there are a lot of people in Burns who were like, hey, it's wrong to send the Hammonds away for this long. 
again, no one was saying that they should be like, like even the Hammonds, by the way, who reported to prison two weeks ago and were like, we don't know these crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I want to I want to I want to cover my hometown's ass here by saying everyone wants the protesters to go away. Everyone. OK. There are like maybe five people in the whole town and whole county who support them. Everyone else is like, this is insane. You guys are goofballs. Go home. Uh, so, yeah, they show up to the protest that they were having against the Hammonds. While they're there, they decide that they're going to go out to the Malher uh, Wildlife Refuge and take it over to bring back the Constitution to the United States. Which was uh, adopted and written by George Washington. Written by George Washington, yes, yeah. and, uh, and Napoleon. Uh, <laughs> Dynamite? As well as Martin, as well as Martin Luther King, and anyone else that I can possibly use to make my, my, uh, my words sound more authoritative. Pretty Jesus sure, Christ! Pretty himself sure, pretty sure it. Trump had a hand in it too. Trump definitely wrote most of it. Um, and uh, so they they go out, and here's the thing that the news media I think hasn't really talked about. That as someone who's from there, I can give you an inside track on the Malheur the Malheur. National Wildlife Refuge the is is the only federal building in Harney County. It is 40 miles away from Burns, which is already in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. There are two employees who work at the Malheur National Wildlife Building, and there is a really tiny museum there that maybe four people who get lost go to <laughs> per year. And that's it. So that it 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 would be sort of like if I wanted to protest something in Los Angeles, if I went to and this is even getting it too much credit, if I went to like Maria's Tacos way out in the valley somewhere in Northridge in a, like a strip mall and I took over Maria's Tacos to protest you know the LA City Council. Right. And that's giving Maria's Tacos more credit, really, than the Malheur National Wildlife. I, I feel like it sounds to me like it'd be more like if you went on the uh, on the road to Vegas, and you know when you hit mm -hmm. that stretch of desert where it's just those really cool uh, are the are they Joshua trees? Is that what's out there? Yeah. If, yeah, if you literally tree, yeah. like went on that road and then went several miles off the road, so you are out of eyesight. Further out, yeah. And uh, and you're just yeah. like, I am not letting anybody near this tree. This is my Joshua no, no. tree. I'm gonna call no, it, it Brian. It'd be tree. like if. It'd be like if you found an abandoned car body that someone had dumped out there <laughs> like 40 <laughs> years ago and you declared it was yours and that you demanded the Constitution be reinstated or whatever you're doing. Okay. That is essentially what they've done. And I don't think the media has really captured how incredibly out of the way these guys are. There's a reason they can't get snacks. <laughs> it's because there is nothing for hunt for like 40 miles. The nearest snacks are 40 miles away. Ah. No one cares about it. And there's a reason they haven't tried to take it back, by the way. I think they just went to the two employees and were like, did you guys have fun over Christmas? Would you like to take some more time off? <laughs> Enjoy. And then now they're done. It's ridiculous. They're being ridiculous and childish. They're accomplishing nothing. It literally was a bunch of guys who after a rally were like, dude, you know what we should do, bro? We should go take over the nearest federal building we can find. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And they went out there and did it. Like, they were drunk, and then they sobered up in the morning. They're like, oh, shit, we forgot the ho-hos. God damn it. I guess, <laughs> we better, guess we better tweet about that and ask for some ho-hos and for someone to take us seriously because no one should. I wonder, because you got to think that, that not everybody – how many people are holed up there? Do you know? 
A couple dozen. Okay. So let's say let's say twenty five people. Just to sure, throw a number that's out. Fair. It's probably close. Of yeah. the twenty five people, maybe all because it's not a huge number, so maybe all of them are, you know, staunchly believe in, in the cause and, and in the and in the actions they're taking. But I, I gotta think, and it makes me so happy to think that there's gotta be at least that one guy in that group of twenty five that like you know, like you said, they're probably like, we should, we should seize the nearest federal building, and they're like, yeah, 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 robber, 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 and then you know they like Google it, and they're and they're like, like there it is, let's get it. There's got to be at least one guy that was like, wait, is it like that, really? That's that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> that that place there. <laughs> the, you know, there's the a Quiznos home with a tiny museum. <laughs> we could take yeah. that Quiznos and get more attention and more notoriety. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, essentially, yes. Taking over the donut shop in downtown Burns <laughs> would have garnered them a more serious note to me than if they took over. Because literally, there are two employees, and I know them both. Do you really? That is how small that town is. I, I actually know one of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are two employees. Well, I don't know him. I know his son. I went to school with his son. Okay. Uh, to be fair. So I am removed. But I know that they probably are just sitting at home not giving a shit. Like, oh, well, cool. I guess well, this means I get more time off. Because they're government and employees. And that is the only people that it is inconvenienced at all. So they're government employees, right? Yeah. So they're yep. right, they're getting paid no matter what. Yep. Wow. I kind of wish I worked at that Great refuge. Vacation. Right? No, it's, I'm sure it's a, a lovely time for them. But, it, yeah, it makes no sense. And no one in Burns is happy about it. Uh, they're overreacting to it in a typically... Sp- Small town fashion, they like closed the school and everyone. There's rumors flying everywhere all the time because it's a small town and it is not a lot going on. So, <laughs> you know, why not? But um, it's just it. it the, I, I think the media has kind of moved on from it largely. Anyway, I know there's still a couple of reports, but I just think that their attitude is we'll wait until they run out of ding dongs and then they'll they'll come out and. uh Meanwhile, I did see in the news today that the county judge, Steve Grasty, who I also know um, because it's a town of 3,000 people. <laughs> I know him. Uh, his name is actually on my Boy Scout. I, I'm an Eagle Scout. His name is on my Eagle Scout certificate. Woohoo. Nice. Um, he actually issued a order today that he's going to start charging Eamon Bundy, the leader, $70,000 a day for, ad for inconveniencing the county. And because they've had to send cops out there to watch, you know, they got to send the people out to hold up a per- perimeter. Uh, so they've decided that they're going to start charging him. Good. So I'm kind of curious to see how long he stays <laughs> now that he's racking up a $70,000. They Basically, their attitude is, oh, you've decided to stay? Well, now we're just going to treat it like a Motel 6 and charge you. Yep. Uh, Which is actually really, leave. really smart. That's the best way to do it because it's like, okay, how, how strong are your convictions there, Bundy? Let's, uh, no. let's see you crowdsource this one. Um, yeah. Good so. luck, pal. Well, good. I, I appreciate the uh, the uh, the insight and the report there, Brian. And uh, I, I live from Burns. <laughs> this is Brian Wallace. Not live from Burns at all because I go back there only because my well, they, my parents. They don't even there. have electricity there, do they? No, actually. Uh, when we go back, I usually go out and start up the mule in the morning. Nice, very cool. To to get the to he walks around in a circle. Boy, that guy is the, a total ass, though. Total ass. <laughs> See what I did there? Because, you know, mule is like an ass. So uh, we are almost out of time. And uh, as you uh, pointed out earlier, this is the first episode of 2016. So we've done the Happy New Year bit. But I'm curious, what's your New Year's resolution? Do you have a New Year's resolution? Nope. Me either. Awesome. 
Well, thank you now. guys for listening. Uh, this has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And David Bowie has ascended to be a star This has been a Dry Run production.